Shomrabyug. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to On Shomrabyug. Welcome back to the Digital Tiny Room. I'm the Michael of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. And this week I am joined by the man who I found floating in the Caribbean with no memories of his previous life. It's Benjamin, or is it Colopy? <laughs> I've got excellent muscle memory though, Michael. Anytime you get in a tight spot, I just whip out some moves and you're like, where did that come from? I'm like, I don't know. I've seen you parkour up the side of a building, Ben, to rescue a pigeon. I was like, that was a disproportionate response to a situation. One of the weirdest moments of muscle memory, Mike, Michael, is when I break spontaneously into song. Would you like to... <gasps> the music for the podcast. We don't actually have anything. Very good, very upsetting, yeah. but very good, like the film <laughs> Jason Bourne. Benjamin, J- Jason Bourne, yeah, it's, it's fucking, J- it's Jason fucking Bourne, Ben. <laughs> oh my god, it's Jason Bourne. Oh my god, it's Jason fucking Bourne. That's what that was the illusion we were doing in in the intro this week. That you are you are a secret <laughs> deep undercover podcaster who has years of podcasting skills, but you've forgotten most of them, and now you're trying to live a normal life. <laughs> But you can be triggered, Ben, by any sort of moment of two people having a conversation. Yeah, we're between between the pair of us, Michael, I am I am Jason Bourne, and you are you are Jonathan Raised, and we are born and raised. Very um, good, yeah, very so good, go. Benjamin. That's very good. I want to make a TV show. <laughs> <laughs> the pair of us can be born and raised. That's very um, good, Ben. Which of us is going to be by the book, and which of us is going to be a loose cannon? You are you are. The most by-the-book man for the job, Michael. I'm a loose cannon, Ben. <laughs> I'm going to push something over, but not. I don't want to disrupt the podcast with unusual sounds. Imagine I'm pushing something <laughs> over. Explosion. Um, what are we doing? I am, I am loose cannon by merit only of pure fuckwittery. I don't and you'll, think you'll do be... a parkour on the side of a building, Ben, as soon as you look at it. Um, only to save a pigeon. Only to save a pigeon or a seagull, Ben, because they often get in trouble. Michael, we've, we've, been, <laughs> we've, we've, we've been looking at stuff this week. Oh, Michael. yeah, yeah, that's what we do here. <laughs> that's what we do here. And uh, we got a trailer for the second season of, I think, one of our favourite shows of 2020? I, was it 2020? I might have was been it 2019. T- it could have been 2019. One of our favourite shows of 2019. Love, Death and Robots is getting a second season, Michael. Very good, Ben. An anthology series. Yes, it's an anthology series. Lots of little snippets, Michael. And completely animated. Benjamin. Yeah. Does that mean there'll be less Topher Grace and or Mary Elizabeth Winstead? Which is all I require of any of my TV or movie watching these days, Michael. You take that back about the delightful Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Mary Elizabeth Winst. Benjamin. Benjamin, can yes. I say can I say my greatest hope for season two of Love, Death and Robots? Yeah, go on. Tell me your greatest hopes. Tell me your greatest hopes in general, Michael. I won't, Ben. I'll keep that for another <laughs> podcast. I'll keep okay. that for Crushing Reality. Um, our, our third most popular podcast Benjamin shut up for a second let me finish my thought what was I saying um, I hope there are no sequels uh, oh no no I hope we get 10 to 12 original ideas yeah I only ever want snippets into other universes Michael that's what that's I want all, that's all I want I want snippets of a lady who turns into a robot fox Ben yeah that was oh, that was mad wasn't it that one was a bit weird Ben I um, want uh, people on a farming planet driving mechs yeah, I want I want people trapped in a crypt with ancient vampire boys. Yeah, what was that got to do with robots? Uh, it was death. Oh, it was death. You're right. Yeah, yeah, they weren't all robots. That's also the, no. What, <laughs> some of them were about love, and some of them were about death, Michael. 
Benjamin, <laughs> I think my, fa- my favourite moment in the trailer is the poop. There's a big graphic dog poop and there's a dog poop picking up robot. That's my favourite <laughs> moment. I, I, that does not shock me. That does yeah, yeah. not shock me. I'm, I'm very actually... scatological, Ben, at times. You are. Um, no, it was scatterbrained, Michael. Remember we covered oh. this? We covered oh. this. Have you Benjamin. been telling people that you're very scatological? Benjamin, if I didn't... Oh, no good. If I didn't schedule you in every week, you would forget to do this podcast. How very dare you call me <laughs> this, scatterbrained. This, this podcast would not exist. Um, if, if I did not receive a, a WhatsApp message saying 12... 12. 12. Benjamin, <laughs> how very dare you call me scatterbrained. It wouldn't exist. No. Um, it wouldn't exist. That's very, very true. Michael. Hello. From one Netflix thing to another Netflix thing. What a pedestrian segue. Yeah, it was t- terrible. Uh, a pedestrian segue are available for rent in most tourist towns. Um, but Better. yes, um, I, I, I went and watched a bloody young adult adopted uh, TV show this week. It doesn't Michael. sound like my cup of tea. I'm glad you've done it. Uh, Shadow and Bone is what I got my teeth into this week. Um, and Shadow and Bone is, is kind of an interesting attempt. It's like... Oh, it's a very interesting thing. So it's a... Early, late 18th century, early 19th century Victorian era kind of gig. All right, Anne Rice. But it's set in a in a very different world, Michael. And in this world, it's a bit of magic. It's a bit oh, of magic. Good. Yeah, good. You had mystery. me at magic. Yeah, you had me um, at mystery. And it's, it's pretty interesting. It's based on a series of books by uh, Lee Bardugo. I hope I got to pronounce that right. Apologies to Miss Bardugo if I didn't get that right. But... Um, Lee Bardugo wrote these series and they're they're kind of a a young adult sensation, Michael. A young Benjamin, adult sensation. Is this the movie that came out a few years ago where there's shadow magic and there's angels and whatnot? I think that might have been the mortal instruments. Yes, that might be what I'm thinking of. But but they are interchangeable in my mind. So okay. <laughs> You know, to me, that doesn't make much of a difference. But in this one, it's not set in the modern day at all. It's set in uh, a fictional country, the name of which escapes me. But through the middle of this, Ravka, sorry, Ravka. So you have East Ravka and West Ravka. Right. And Up the Westies. Uh, <laughs> fair enough. Um, and in this world, Michael, they're, they're all at war with each other. Because right through the middle of their country is a giant kind of nexus into another dimension called the Fold. Oh, um, and the fold is kind of a, a huge swathe of of land that is covered in darkness, and you travel into the fold by oh. ship. So they go through them in ships. You can't use technology in the fold; it doesn't work very well. So uh, it has to be either steam powered or or things like. There's no easy way of getting around it. And the size of the fold is such that traveling around the fold is not very convenient michael and for the purposes of trade economy and convenience people will often try and come up with new ways to risk their lives in getting through the fold faster so there's a lot of interesting concepts at play here michael and there are two armies at war yeah it's like the suez canal it is a bit like the suez canal michael if there was a big ship stuck in the middle of it only this time yeah only this time it's a big bloody extra dimensional thing with big scary monsters in it called the volca oh no i don't like the sound of them and the Volker are big predatory kind of big winged vampire yokes and they eat people. Oh, no. Yeah, it's grim stuff. Um, so uh, within this world, Michael, we get to see our our, our world building set up as uh, we have the, the emperor who's trying to bring these these two disparate sides of his country back together. Um, 
And then we have the soldiers that have to do all the grunt work, obviously, and they're stationed at the fold and they make sure nothing comes out of the fold or goes into the fold or without permission of the thing. But what's interesting is in this world, there's a higher class of soldier called a Grisha and Grisha are a little bit like firebenders, waterbenders, earthbenders and airbenders from Avatar, the last airbender. Right, they're benders. Um, they're benders yeah and in general uh, you have a few extra classes in there you have a blood bender Michael oh a bone bender you have people called tailors (laughs) (laughs) I would like to apply for the position of bone bender please I do a podcast with a two year old how do you Uh, apply for the position of bone bender please Benjamin I don't know I don't have a bone bending uh, form available to me um but within that world, uh, the Grisha are there. Yes, Benjamin, go on. Would you say that you don't have a bone-bending bone in your body? <laughs> Very good. Thank you. Very good. Thank you. Um, I'm you layered jokes. words that sound the same on top of each other. Well uh, done. Yeah. Yeah, well no, done. they didn't just sound the same. They were the same, Ben. That was the joy of it. <laughs> that was the whole joy of it. That was the whole um, joke. But uh, within this world, Michael, um, the the rarest of, of benders is a shadow bender or a darkness bender. Ooh. And he's played by Benjamin Barnes, and there's only one in existence. And there's a long-fabled Sun Summoner, Michael. Sun Summoner. And the Sun Summoner is believed to be... They can manipulate the light particles in the air and do all kinds of fancy, magic-y things. Ill-defined magic-y things, Michael. That's where the series kind of falls down. Um, And within that, within the world of this show, Michael, they find the Sun Summoner, and that's the central conceit of the plot. The whole world mobilizes to try and get this young woman who is the sun summoner because she represents to tradesmen a new way to get through the fold she represents to militaries a new way to get you know to end the conflict she represents it she represents different things to different people and it's very interesting and there's a little crew of victorian cockney kind of pickpockets and assassins as well so you know if you if you didn't get your fill of weird military magic people you can have a a cockney bunch of scallywags running around oh. trying to get her yeah so it's you great. Had- you could just double feature it with uh, the Nevers and get all sorts yeah, of pretty much scallywags in one afternoon. That's that's a pretty solid analogy. That's a pretty solid analogy. Um, I have completely given up on the Nevers. It's interesting. I, did, I never went back. I have quite enjoyed it, Ben. I'm up to episode three. Episode Ooh. three has a very Whedon-esque twist, which I won't go any further in spoiling. But uh, yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. I think it's really, it is really quite good. Oh, there we go. Good for you. Good for I'm, you, as I'm Christian delighted. Bale would say. Oh, good for you. Very good. Benjamin. Such an interesting man. Yeah, go on. I'll tell you what, though. Go on. All this shit and chat, but we haven't covered what I think is easily the best program on the television at the moment. Lies. And that is, Benjamin, BBC's uh, Line of Duty. If you not, have you not heard of this, Ben? No, no, I don't watch it. It's a joke. I was doing a joke, but it's What's a this? it's a BBC prestige cop show, mostly okay. made with Northern Ireland actors, and I think maybe even filmed partially in Northern Ireland. But it's about it's about London anti corruption cops. It was a joke, Ben. Everyone's watching it, Ben. Who isn't us? Everyone, in, everyone, not neck deep in the genre world. Everyone who watches it's, normal television yeah, is watching it. Yeah, okay. anyone who watches. Uh, TV cop shows like what was the one you came up with earlier? Born uh, and born raised. and raised. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone who watches those shows is neck deep in um, in person. No, not person of interest. Uh, citizens arrest. No, that's not what it's called. What's it called, Ben? Point of <laughs> point of line of duty. Point of order. Line of duty. Thank you, Ben. <laughs> you Thank you. Said it oh, yeah, Sandy Newton's in it. It's it's good. Anyway, Ben, what are we talking about? 
Uh, we're talking about the TV show and the animated televisual program Invincible, a.k.a. the best eight episodes of a thing of this year, easily by far. Oh, yeah? Absolutely incredible. Are we doing full spoilers since it's wrapped up? Well, look, it only wrapped up on Friday, so we'll do full spoilers. With a little on, spoiler break. With a little spoiler break. We'll put a little break in here, so no spoilers. If you if you know nothing about Invincible, we'll have which a little spoiler not. break for you. Which you might not, Ben, but I suspect you probably do, because the the big twist, of course, is that is the main selling point of Invincible. That's the point that of well, the point of Invincible is the twist that happens, which we have covered many times on this program, Ben. We have. Um, and we're about to spoil again. But the twist that happens um, is what makes Invincible stand out as an interesting superhero concept. Otherwise, Go on. it's just a good what if Superman was Spider-Man story. Okay. Go on. You know, you know, it's just about imagine Superman, but grown up like Spider-Man and having teen, real teen problems and real teen issues. Boom. But then, Ben, it, it's one of the biggest twists of all time. And the biggest twist of all time is that bloody drum that faster boy. What's his name again? <laughs> Miles Teller. No, no, no. Not J- the, J.K. Simmons. J.K. J.K. Simmons. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. Uh, <laughs> that J.K. Simmons, drum that faster boy. No, not that fast. That's too fast. You silly um, boy. Yeah, he turns out to be evil, Ben. Dun, dun. And he goes on a big mad rampage to bring Earth into the Vultramite Empire. Oh, no. No good. And I I tell you what, Ben. It's gross and horrible. Oh, does he do some messy stuff? Oh, it's gross and horrible. We won't go too in-depth into it. But my good lady friend, Ben, who I watch Invincible with, slapped me and said, Michael, this is too much. (laughs) I didn't make it. (laughs) Stop hitting me. That's domestic abuse. Luckily, I'm very manly and tough. Are you? Oh yeah, oh yeah, famously Sorry. so. Fam- um, famously butch, Michael. Yeah, yeah, um, like very dangerous Ben. I'd kill a man as soon as look at him. Benjamin, <laughs> yeah. like the character Omni Man from Dublin's Northside. It is very good though. The big question, Ben, is: mm. is it better than the comic? Probably not. I think it is. I think you're a liar. I think you're How a filthy you? liar, and I think it is because I think, as we've talked about before, sometimes Ben. Mm-hmm. adaptations mm-hmm. can miss the point mm-hmm. and they can be like let's just steal all the kind of flashy concepts and just get down to it with flashy stuff and like rewrite it our way and rewrite it our way and make it not really that much like the thing that it was based on oh, i love when they do that it's the best oh, sometimes people don't like it and i sometimes ben i'm one of those people who doesn't like it but in no, this you? ben yeah i know i know imagine i mean not liking something but in this ben because they have the original creative team involved and because someone at Amazon Prime has had the cojones and the huevos rancheros to say, go for it. Like, go for it. Go gross and horrible yeah. and bloody and violent and disgusting and, you know, take what you wrote before, reimagine it for a slightly updated times. You know, take advantage of this second go around and readjust some things that maybe you didn't love about the first one. Maybe a little bit of diversity, hmm, Robert? A bit of diversity in, Hmm? Robert. Have you ever heard of people who don't look like you, Robert? Maybe Hmm? put some of them in. Some of the minor characters, though, Robert. Let's not cause too much of a stink. Although, (laughs) was was Invincible always half Asian, Ben? No. Was he not? I mean, you could argue it's not... 
it's not clear in the comic and his uh, it isn't is, yeah so i mean he, he could he could have been he he could have been but i think it's a much clearer um a much clearer ethnicity in this one where he is well actually it's not clearly defined sure it isn't no hmm yeah, I mean, we assume because it's all Asian actors playing the characters, but I like the fact that they don't make a big deal of it. Yeah, why would you? Yeah, I don't think we ever learned Debbie's uh, maiden name. Um, do, do we need it? Is it no, necessary it. for us to know Mark Grayson's ethnic origins? No, it doesn't matter. Anyway, Ben, they've taken the highlights of it. They've rejigged some things. They've moved some things around. Uh-huh. Um, they've, yeah, it's better. It's definitely better. It's, it's, it has, it's better. It has, it has J.K. Simmons in it. Yeah, I mean J.K. Simmons makes lots of things better. Even Ben, the the design of Omni Man is better. We should get J.K. Simmons on this podcast. He'd we make should it better. Ben. J.K. Simmons would love to be on this podcast. He'd be like Ben, speed up, not that fast, boy. Did he win an Oscar? Uh, I think he did. Surely he's won an Oscar. J.K. Simmons is a national treasure of a different country, but still. Yeah, he's uh, someone's national treasure. He'd be like, give me that Oscar faster, boy. No, not that fast. Quickly. God damn it, award boy. Um, Ben, I love the film Whiplash. It's brilliant. (laughs) It's a very good film. I often think of our relationship in terms of Whiplash, Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Uh, I'm J.K. Simmons, and you're you're not Miles Teller. You're the guy uh, who gets Miles Teller kicked out of the orchestra. Nice, nailed it. The sneaky, underhanded guy. Yeah. I wasn't talking about the film, Michael. I mean, it feels like emotional whiplash to do this podcast with you. I quite often cry afterwards. Ah, yeah. Well, um, look, that's part of the emotional drama of it, Ben. That's why the listeners keep coming back. <laughs> the tension. Yeah, yeah. Um, Michael, I think he did. Oh, we didn't talk about the Oscars. Benjamin. Yeah. Did the Oscars happen? The Oscars happened. Michael. I have to say now, I didn't notice. When was that? We weren't. We weren't there, Michael. Ah, oh, we, we weren't invited there. this year because of COVID. Um, because of COVID, that's the only reason we weren't invited. There is no other reason we were not invited to the Oscars. Yeah. Well, you're a member of the Hollywood Foreign Press, <laughs> Michael. It happened. Uh, it was a thing. Um, there were a couple of shakeups and a bit of an insult, um, depending on who you ask. But. Uh, one of the key things to come out of it is that Chloe Zhao won uh, the Oscar for Best Director and she is the only second woman in 93 Oscars to do so. Who was the first? Um, uh, Catherine... Heigl. Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl. Catherine Heigl for the film She's Having That Baby. What was that called again? Zero Dark Thirty. Knocked Up. The knocked Up. Yeah. For. for the film Knocked Up. Catherine Heigl in I'm having that baby. Yeah. Um, yeah okay. Um, so uh, that was a bit of a shake-up. She is going to be directing. She won it for Nomad Lad, and she is going to be directing a Marvel film. So I'd say Disney and Marvel are rubbing their hands together with absolute glee, going, mm-hmm, mm, "We have an award. We have an Academy Award-winning director doing one of our films." Because I think that might be the first time. Did Kenneth Branagh ever win a, an Academy Award? Or perhaps Kenneth Branagh did. I don't know if he sure. did. But, but did uh, does Louis Letier ever win the Academy Award? I know he didn't. Ben, that's a bit of, of do. Who on earth is Louis Letier? He did uh, the Incredible Hulk. Oh God! Yeah, let's yeah, yeah. hope. Let's see what I was let's doing hope. there. Um, but I, I suppose what's more of, of more interest to us, Michael, is that many people in in uh, Hollywood are quite insulted by the way in which Mr. Chadwick Boseman's memory was treated. Yes, Benjamin, I've read about this. I forgot about yeah. this. Apparently, yeah. apparently, the whole thing was set up 
on the assumption that Chaddy B, Chadwick Boseman, was going yeah. to win Best Actor. <laughs> so they even moved Best Actor to the final category, which they never do. Best Actor is, uh, Best Film is always the final category. So yeah. they moved Best Actor to the final category and then announced Anthony Hopkins as the winner. And Anthony Hopkins wasn't even there. <laughs> Yeah, and so, River and River or Simon Phoenix or whatever his name is was like, um, well, I guess it's over. <laughs> yeah, brilliant, it's bizarre. Ah, brilliant. It's bizarre. I mean, on, on the one hand, I'm I'm not certain that giving anybody an Oscar based purely on the fact that they've passed away is is one thing or the other. But apparently, uh, Anthony Hopkins asked if he could attend by Zoom and was not accommodated. He was told no. <laughs> um, so then Anthony Hopkins just went alright you know what feck it um, I'm not going to bother with that at all um, and he stayed in bed and he just let the Oscars go on without him and he won it for The Father um, which by all accounts is a very harrowing film that I don't really uh, fancy watching to be honest no thank you Anthony Hopkins Benjamin yeah. in other news did you see that Kevin Feige has said that Gemma Chan's Cersei is the lead of the Eternals what yeah. Get out of town. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Because she's, she's certainly not front and centre on the posters. No. It's all that if fella anything, from Game of, Game of Thrones. She's back into the side. Yeah, she's off there to the side. Um, I think that was when Game of Thrones had actual cultural value. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and now it's like, I, oh no, there are no people from Game of Thrones in this. Don't you worry. Isn't that the most fascinating thing in the world? You build up a series that is, quite frankly, the most dominant pop culture force on the planet for five years running minimum, right? And then you just botch it. So much so that people don't even want to remember the good times. They're just like, no, it never happened. Never happened. Never heard of it. Never Never saw it. You say that, Ben, but no, it's not weird. It's not all that uncommon. Oh, okay. I mean, it happened with Lost as well. Oh, Lost was a piece of crap. No well, good. Well, that's the thing. It wasn't, Ben. The first two and a half series of Lost are some of the best television ever made. Some of the best serialised, like, drama TV ever made were the first two and a half seasons of Lost. Incredible. And then botched the landing and now Lost is a bad word in television circles. It happens it is a bad word. all the time. Mm. Mm, no all good. the time all the time but Ben you have to rise that high to be able to drop that low oh well, I mean there's a true oh Michael just spitting out spitting out philosophical life yeah as the thing. ancient Chinese saying goes Ben Lost became shit after season 2 <laughs> uh, you look like, that's that's on our podcast Michael our upcoming one was born and raised how to gain emotional maturity uh, in your older age um, I thought so it was about cops. <laughs> oh, you misunderstood. Oh, uh, I thought we were it's, cops. It's it's too loose. Canning podcast goes. It's trying to uh, trying to learn emotional intelligence. It's oh, it's a whole okay. thing. Okay, I don't know if you can Born use the raised. name. I don't know if you can use the name Jason Bourne Ben. I don't know if you hold copyright on it. I'll, I'll call myself Jay Bourne then. Anyway, Ben, uh, here's the on. real question: Why in the hell are we talking about Jason Bourne? And Jason ben, Bourne. Have I accidentally skipped some of the podcast to get to the point? Uh, no, I don't. Don't think you have. I think oh, we're. Good. I think we're. Good. I think we're good and clean and ready for the main right. topic of the week. Chugging along. Um, it's it's probably because we've run out of news so quickly this week, Michael. We don't normally run out of news to this to this extent, but we have. Let's let's jump into it, Michael. All right, let's Jason jump in. Born, um, Michael. As you know, the original Suicide Squad by David Ayer is a piece of rubbish. <laughs> um, it's a stretched out MTV music video. 
um, with some strange casting choices, some odd performances, and snake hips um, from Hollywood's most forgettable leading lady, Cara Delevingne. Who? Uh, Exactly. (gasps) Who? (laughs) Um, Who has now kind of faded into obscurity somewhat. Um, But I was originally given a role and made a very interesting choice to be like, I'll just move my hips. That's yeah. that's going to be my character progression. How do you intimidate an entire world? Do you act like a you know a big scary god? Do you do you do a bit of magic? No, you shake your hips. Slippery snake. Yep. She um, so she went through all that, and um, that movie is not very good. People didn't really like it, Ben. People didn't really like it. Margot Robbie has made a career out of it, but aside from that, um, people didn't really like it. Was that her introduction as Harley Quinn? Uh, that was her introduction as Harley Quinn. Wow. Yeah, wow. wow. Um, and has made not even not even the charisma of one Willard Smith um could save that film. Uh, no. and it oh man, just and it should be that bad. Like it had a decent cast. It should have been better than what it was. Well, it was no use, um, Ben. It was poorly written, poorly directed. It was just a poor concept from the beginning. It was very generic. V, v- generic. But anyway, they're giving it a shake. It's getting it's getting a second shake, Michael. And we're getting the the new one, which is based on the kind of old wars, like the Dirty Dozen, the old war films, the old wars, the old war films. The good like old the wars, dozen. then. Remember them. Um, and it's it's kind of a, a ragtag bunch of people that don't really get along. Uh, a pack of bastards, if you will. Um, and they got to go do something. And maybe they'll find their hearts of gold along the way, Michael. Um, and it's it's directed by James Gunn. It's been largely written by James Gunn. So I'd say it's going to be a, a fairly... A fairly, fairly decent film. But it's all about Black Ops, Michael. Yes, Ben. They're being sent in. They're doing wet works. I mean, it's supposed to be about Black Ops, Michael. But very often, I don't think that the people running various government suicide squads know what Black Ops mean. You don't give people big, shiny helmets and costumes, Michael, when you're doing Black Ops. That's not how it works. No, Ben, you give them Uh, black versions of their normal costumes. Of their normal costumes. And then you sell variant covers to young, impressionable people who buy comic books. And you're like, this is going to be worth something someday. And you're like, oh... Is it? No, it isn't. <laughs> no, it isn't. It um, isn't. Trust me. <laughs> it isn't. Trust me. Um, if you take nothing else from the Michael and Benjamin's podcast, please take yeah, yeah. that. Don't invest Very in comics. Ain't worth spit. Um, but anyway, Michael. Um, and that kind of started the topic of uh, the L. The L. Wet works, Michael. The L. Mm. Wet works. The L. The L. Bagman jobs. The L. Get it done quietly. Get it done quickly. Um, we were supposed to. The film was originally supposed to be out around now. I think, Michael, which is why we had this penned in um, at the time. And uh, now we've just we've just gone ahead with it, even Classic though because Hollywood, we can't. Then. Classic we, we, Hollywood. We, we, we can't adapt to to Hollywood's whims and capricious wants. I, I, I don't have time for it anymore. So that got us thinking about some of the some of the fan favorites, um, Michael, out there in the in the fictional Black Ops world. Um, now, it should be pointed out that I do not have any Black, Black Ops experience and everything I've said so far could be completely wrong. Well, Benjamin, legally, you have to say that, don't you? For a reason we can't disclose. <laughs> for reasons we can't disclose. Um, but I, I've certainly never made an entire literary career out of saying that I was in Black Ops once upon a time and then wrote a series of 8,500 books about it. Yeah, Andy McNabb. <laughs> Tom Clancy. Get out of here. Um, <laughs> those guys just those guys have made an entire career out of just being like, I was. I, I was, was, I swear I was. Now I write books. And, and you know, and you know, those are some good books. I'm doing the big <laughs> wink, Ben. You are doing a big I'm doing wink. a big comical wink. 
very disturbing. <laughs> um, but yeah, generally speaking, we, we run into this. It's a whole genre unto itself, Michael, um, is the former special ops um, book market. It's weird. Um, people are really into, you know, spy stuff. Mm. They're really into it. Um, and it got me thinking, there's one particular type of character that i enjoy and the 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 character is ah i'll never go back to black ops all right just this once um and it's it's my favorite character michael and it comes in so many different forms and so many bizarre iterations um the most famous of which you know being i guess rambo john rambo john rambo john rambo's a weird one ben though because john rambo has a character reinvention every time we see him yeah, sometimes he has serious PTSD, which is a, an excellent comment on, you know, what the Vietnam War did to the various soldiers that it brought back. Mm-hmm. Um, and then other times he's just a big angry man. Yeah. So like in Ram- in Rambo First, in, in First Blood, sorry, it's not called Rambo. In First Blood. First Blood. Is that what it's called? Or is it called Rambo First Blood? The first I one. think it's Rambo First Blood. I think it's just called First Blood. The first one. I think then. Sylvester Stallone only does movies if the name of the character is in the title. Demolition Man. <laughs> Rocky. Oh, no, hold on. He uh, wasn't Demolition Man, though. The baddie was Demolition he Man. He was. Yeah, it's very... No, he was the Demolition Man. Was he? Uh, yeah, because he used to cause so much chaos, but he got the job done. Stop or um, my mom will shoot. <laughs> the character, the famous character, Why Stop or so my mom will shoot. What's, Benjamin, what's going on? What are we talking about? Uh, in the first Rambo. one, Ben, he's a veteran back from the war, and he just wants to be left alone. He just wants to be left alone. Leave he's got, me alone. He's got PTSD. That whole film is about don't poke the bear. Like if, if veterans come back with PTSD, just leave them alone. Let them hobo through your town and get on with their life. Then in the yeah. second one, they convert him into a patriotic gun-toting action hero. Yeah, super then, Rambo. Yeah, and in the in the third one, he's he's essentially like a flag-waving American Terminator. <laughs> and then by the time of the fourth one, He's a grizzled old veteran who, you know, he's a mercenary. He's a gun for hire and he'll go and kill any Burmese person that you want. He'll just blow the shit out of them. And then in the last one, he's an entirely new character, Ben. He's a man on a farm who won't stop talking about emotions and relationships and building mad tunnels. That doesn't make any sense. Not one of those films, Ben, featured the same character. They are five different films. They are five different films. They could even have been written as five different films. And someone said, we could just call the main guy in that Rambo, couldn't we? (laughs) And then someone else went, but if we we called it Rambo, we might be able to sell more film tickets. And then the first guy went, "Oh, oh, 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 I think you're onto an idea there, Jonathan Raised. <laughs> num 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 num. Mm. Uh, and then they went and made a lot of money because apparently yeah. those films still make money. Um, yeah, so I mean that that kind of whole character is a genre unto itself. So it's interesting that you said that about the franchise. I think you pointed out to me before the episode. I'm not sure John Rambo is special ops. No, I don't know he if is, he is or not. But he is a killing machine. Well, he um, becomes a killing machine, but he doesn't kill anyone in First Blood. Does he not? No. Have you seen the film Rambo First Blood, Ben? No, I haven't. He's a homeless vagrant who's back from Vietnam and he wants to be left alone. And the local sheriff decides to move him on out of town. 
with this is a good old boy. Yeah, with increasingly aggressive. He doesn't like his long hair because he's a hippie, and with increasingly aggressive tactics. And John Rambo just wants to be left alone. And he goes into the forest to hide, and they insist on trying to chase him and hunt him down. And I think two people die in First Blood, and they're both accidental. Oh, classic. Yeah, yeah. He's not. Yeah, John Rambo. Okay, the John Rambo who's in Mortal Kombat 13 um, is a, a, killing black, machine. a black ops killing machine with like a darkened knife and he'll sneak up behind you and stab a Terminator or a reptile or a Sonya Blade. You he'll, can't stab a Terminator. You can in the Mortal Kombat franchise. Um, <laughs> you know, he'll stab a spawn. Is spawn in Mortal Kombat? I think he was. Oh, he probably is. He'll stab the Joker or he'll stab a... Jacks in the metal arm but yeah it, Rambo's a weird character uh, I don't know if he necessarily is a black ops character really alright but that that brings me to the next one Michael which is even better so once upon a time in in what I now assume to be a fever dream yes um, I, I was flicking through RTE um, not flicking through I was flicking through the channels and came to RTE yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and upon that was was a film, Michael, and the film was called Jack Reacher. <laughs> Jack Reacher, Ben, six foot ten, six foot ten, mountain of muscle, um, very calm, very mm. calm man. Um, and what I watched, Michael, was Tom Cruise go around a town in Boston, Massachusetts. Yeah, <laughs> just fuck people up, beat people up. <laughs> For an hour and a half. Yeah. Run and fuck people up. So much so that it just seems like he fucks one person up and then runs to the next person <laughs> to get them fucked up too. He's so small though. <laughs> He's so small. How's he winning any so, fights? He's so but small. But so efficient, Michael. But so efficient. Um, and this obviously was very successful because it got a second one. It got mm. a sequel. There is a Jack Reacher 2. Jack yeah. Reacher 2, Reach Around. I was just and... going to do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh, what have I become? What am I reduced to? That's insulting for you. Oh, um... no. Jack Reacher <laughs> 3, a bit of a stretch. <laughs> Both in concept and in actual yeah, practice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like... It's about Tom Cruise trying to get something off a high shelf. Because uh... <laughs> he's only a tiny <laughs> little fella. Give it to me. Um, yeah, so look, it's this fascinating thing of of the the grizzled kind of veteran that can't be stopped. Do you know what I mean? And they, they always have the same scenes in these films. Because another one um, that comes from that universe is Jack Ryan. Mm, Shadow, Shadow Recruit. recruit. Um, it's just bizarre. It's like, oh, I'm a mild-mannered... Um, I'm a mild-mannered kind of uh, paper guy. Don't, don't, don't look at me twice. I'm just going about, my- and then all of a sudden, wham! Uh, actually, I'm a killing machine, and it's bizarre. It's the strangest thing in the world. They're my favorite movies, and that's why Jason Bourne was so high on the list. Because if ever there was an epitome of that lone killing machine, former special ops kind of thing, it's bloody Jason Bourne. It's Jason fucking Bourne. It's Jason fucking Bourne. He's just ridiculous. He's all muscle memory, Michael, for the first 45 minutes of that film where he's just like, wham, wham, wham. He beats up a police officer who pokes him on a bench. Yeah, he's kicking a, a man. Thing. He's kicking him on the head. He's beating you up with a magazine. He'll beat you up with anything. He lights toasters on fire using ma- using the same magazine, Michael. Yeah. Clive Owens in it. Yeah, he beats Remember up, Clive I think, uh, Carl Urban. Does he beat up Carl Urban? He, yeah, he gives Carl Urban a run for his money. 
It's kind yeah, of yeah, it's a whole thing. Oh yeah, he's, he'll beat up anyone better. So Benjamin, yeah, you said to me we're looking at special forces teams, and I said, oh, let's get edgy. Let's get <laughs> let's get dark. Let's get black suits coming. I didn't watch Men in Black, Ben. I went back you to sort of. I should have. I went back to some comic books, and oh, some comic books. And I was thinking, does Marvel have an equivalent, Ben, of the Suicide Squad? Does it have an equivalent of a dark, wet works, undercover team of badasses? And not really. No, it doesn't. Really, does that it? Does. Hugh, that does. Go on. Not the Thunderbolts. Thunder, but the Thunderbolts. The Thunderbolts are quite different from Suicide Squad in that Go on. the Thunderbolts whole thing is they're very public. Yeah, that's true. They're a, they're a villain force. They're yeah. a villain force and the whole point of them is look at these new superheroes. You'll like them. They're better than the old superheroes. This one's like Hawkeye, but he's not a prick. <laughs> this one's like Hawkeye, but not Jeremy Renner and so better. Yeah, much um, better than Jeremy Renner. Jeremy Renner was in the Jason Bourne series. He was in the attempted reboot where they made him into a super soldier. Yeah, I'm Jason Bourne-esque. Uh, Jason, dear God, it's Jason Bourne. Oh, no, wait, it's Jeremy Renner. It's Jeremy Renner again. Um, it's a whole different thing. Um, sorry, you were saying what, Marvel. What was I saying? Yes, You're right. so Benjamin, You're right. what I did, Ben, for you and for the listeners, is I went back to 2010's Uncanny X... Force. Force, I think. Is it Force? <laughs> X-Force. Yes. yes. So, Ben, yes. For, the, for the for the non-X-Men fans out there, you have the X-Men. Yes. They're the main fellas. And they're their grand bunch of lads. Bunch a shining lads. example of what mutants should be. Yes. You have X-Factor, Ben. Um, Simon Kell's ill-fated show where he <laughs> turned out young stars and used them and abused them and then dumped them. Yeah, nothing ill-fated about X Factor, Ben. It, it was highly successful and produced... But morally reprehensible. Yeah, no use. But you have X Factor. And X Factor, Ben, started out as the original X-Men going back to their roots, but then later kind of morphed into the government-sponsored X-Men team. Oh, classic. Yeah. And, Ben, you also have X-Force. And X-Force... Oh. Yeah. are the, the hard line in the sand. We're getting the job done. We're going to get this job done. There's a the job. Hard line in the sand. We're going to get this job oh. done. I'm Cable and these are the X-Force. And X-Force, Ben, were always the no-nonsense getting the job done mutants. Yeah, they were. And they're led by Wolverine. They Well, they were led by um, Cable originally weren't they oh the ori- oh you're going back to the 90s well I, i'm talking about the origin of it but then ben they were okay. reinvented more recently they were yeah to be the black op wing of the x-men ben who do things that no one can know about even in the main continuity and even sometimes though that would contradict wolverine being able to be in two places at one time don't he's quite often in two places don't think about it don't mm. even you don't even worry about this whole black ops world that's going on in the background. So Ben, in twenty ten, Wolverine and Archangel, aka Warren Wording the Third, decided we're gonna do the missions that no other X Men can do or even know about, and you better not tell anyone, because the whole point is that we're taking the pressure off the other mutants and us, we're the killer mutants, so we'll kill anybody who's bad. I mean, solid logic all around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get Wolverine, Ben, because he'll stab a man to death, no worries. For for the bants. Yeah. For they, the lols. They get no, the no, Ben, there's two other characters for the bants and the lols, unfortunately. <laughs> okay. They have Warren <laughs> Worthington as Archangel Ben, and, you know, he'll stab a man to death with his metal wings. 
Because he's still under the, the kind of programming of one apocalypse. Yes, exactly, Ben. And they get uh, Psylocke, a.k.a. the um, British... By British ninja lady ninja lady in an Asian body with mind powers and then then they round out the team with your favourite character and mine Deadpool ah oh, what a classic so he's always messing and jessing and he's uh, he's doing jokes and he's talking to his own butt and stuff it's hilarious and he's in the grey suit Ben you know the famous yes, Daredevil the, Deadpool, the famous Deadpool grey and black suit yeah, that's where that this comes from. End of yeah, that we saw at the end of Deadpool two, and then the the team is rounded out with Phantom X, uh, who's a weird character. He's your he? favorite character, Ben. So he's a mysterious mutant, Ben. Who's he's created by your favorite character creator and mine, Ben Granty M. Oh, Granty M, we Granty M. We, he's created by we Granty M. So you know that his powers are going to be ill defined and nonsensical. Shite. Yeah, so he. He has three brains, Ben, and he has an his nervous system is a spaceship. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what he can do. And he can also create illusions, which he calls misdirections, Ben, and they're very convincing illusions. Oh, very good. And he's also French. Ah, oh, look, sure it's sold. So he's based on characters like Diabolique, Ben, one of your favorite pre-comic book characters. Yeah, true. and he also has bants with himself. Then, so you've got two oh. wacky zany characters who are always two Bantasaurus Rexes. It's okay. like it's like a herd of Bantasauri Rex, Ben, up in this comic <laughs> book. And the whole point is that these the three grumpy ones and the two banty ones, basically, and they go on adventures and they do the dark and evil things that the normal X Men can't do. They find a little baby apocalypse. They find a little baby apocalypse, Ben. And that's the whole point that they've... The... the What are they called? The... Akadi? What are... What what are the the apocalypse followers? Anyway, they create a new apocalypse, Ben. His name is Ben. And they try to raise him as a young boy and turn him evil. So the X-Force are sent in to sort it out. But when they get there, Ben, none of them can kill him because they decide they're not that... Special horses. Why? Because he's it's just a child, Ben. Ah, uh, get out of it. But then don't worry, Ben, your favourite character, Phantom X, and spoilers here for a twenty ten comic shoots him in the head. Oh good. Classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Classic um, classic Phantom that X. That whole series was rebooted uh pre- previous to that, Michael, in two thousand and six, and it was Warpath, Wolverine, Archangel, Wolf Spain. Yes. And can't remember the last character. I think it was Psylocke as well, still. Uh, could have been still Psylocke. Very interesting. Um, drawn by Clayton Crane. Some of the darkest, muddiest artwork I've ever seen in a comic book um, in that original run. But a perfect example, Michael, of an old comic book uh, Black Ops team. Send them in, then. Send them in to do the hits what the other characters can't know about. Yeah, we got the grit. Yeah, they got, we got the grit. We got three we men. We've got three gritty characters and two complete assholes. At, at, I can guarantee at two points in that comic book story there was one speech of there's no redeeming me kid I have blood on my hands well it, that's and mostly um, that's mostly about Archangel not Wolverine oh good yeah 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 good yeah yeah um, and then I can guarantee the second speech was is a killer really all I am 
Is that all I'll ever be? I don't know if we got to that point, but uh, yeah, uh, that's pretty much yeah. it. It's actually not horrible, though. The art is pretty good. No, it's um, pretty good. The art is pretty good, and the character designs are kind of cool, and they fight uh, Apocalypse and his and his ho- horsemen on the moon. It's uh, it's, it's actually not too bad. It's not great Sold. either. It's not great either. But is know. that the one with the drummer man who can kill? People? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the fellow. Oh, I love He's, that one. He was a uh, he was in the hu- he was a spy in the Union Army. Okay. who spied as a drummer in the Confederate Army in the American Civil War. And when he got home, his own side found his uniform from when he was a spy. And right. assuming he was a traitor, lynched him. Oh, no. And that's when his uh, his mutant power to give you cancer with his drum manifested. They say he was trained by J.K. Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> like, give me cancer faster, boy. <laughs> no, not that fast. That's too fast. <laughs> That's too bloody fast. Yeah, um, yeah. It's a it's a pretty decent little series, Michael. Yeah. I I am here for the next thing that you have on the list because it is it uh, one of my favorite things, ladies and gentlemen. To yeah. do is sit here and listen to one Michael J. Leonard. Hello, that's me. Wax lyrical about right. the Warhammer forty k. Oh Ben, universe. I like Warhammer forty thousand. It's it's awesome. Benjamin, have you ever heard of Space Marines? I have yeah, they're big lads. They're big lads, Ben. They're eight they foot tall. They're eight foot tall human super soldiers, um, it, like enhanced with technology and powered armor. Ooh. And they're always calling each other brother, and they're like, "Suffer not the alien to live, brothers." You know they're like that. They're <laughs> it's a cl- it's a classic uh, radical religious uh, credo. I yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Um, I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hope is the first step on the road to disappointment, brothers. That kind of Jesus. thing. You know, they're... that's what you told me when we started this podcast. I uh, know. Yeah, that's the motto of the podcast. I have it tattooed <laughs> on my buttock, Benjamin. <laughs> but anyway, there are lots of different chapters of Space Marines. Very good. So, for example, Ben, there are the Space Wolves. And the Space Wolves are eight-foot-tall Viking werewolf super soldiers in power armor in space. Why are they werewolves? Because they're also werewolves, Ben. Because they're also Space Marines, but they're also werewolves. Then, Ben, you have the Blood Angels. And the Blood Angels are eight-foot-tall super soldier Anne Rice Victorian vampire super soldier Space Marines in space. Why are they vampires? Because they're also vampires, Ben. Oh, okay. They're also vampires. Then, Ben, you have the Ultramarines. And the Ultramarines are eight-foot-tall super soldier Roman legionnaires in power armour in space. Nice. My favourite so far. Yeah, yeah. Ben, you have the you have the White Scars. And the White Scars uh, sounds, are eight-foot-tall... Uh, no, it's more racist than you think. Don't worry. <laughs> the, okay. the White Scars, Ben, are eight-foot-tall super soldier... Mongolian horseback barbarians in space. What? Yeah, you heard how me. Do they, how do they ride horses they in don't, space? They ride motorbikes, big giant motorbikes. How do they ride motorbikes in space? Well, they're on the ground in space. Like on oh, planets okay. in space. Okay. I or they'll like floating around space they'll teleport on onto your spaceship on motorbikes and like no, zoom around. Yeah. Remember, Ben, spaceships in, in Warhammer 40,000 are like up to 10 kilometers long, so. Oh, okay, that's you know, fine. Sorry. Because I was about to say, not I don't know if motorbike would fit very well on the deck of the USS Enterprise. I yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, so it, well, it would. The, the, the Enterprise is a kilometer long, isn't it? 
Yeah, but like it's that. got tiny little corridors and silly little doors. Yeah, the, I mean, the Space Marines wouldn't even fit then because they're eight <laughs> they foot tall. Fit. They're eight foot tall it superhumans is. in space. They, ha- they haven't thought this through, Michael. Yeah, you have the Dark Angels, Ben, and the Dark Angels are eight foot tall superhuman medieval knights from the Native American tribes in space. Second favourite so far, but very confusing. Very confusing, Ben. They're one of the more confusing ones. So you have all of these different kinds of space marines, Ben. It's not just your standard space marine. So and imagine they're all led by Sarah Verse, and together they are chapters and verse. Very good, Benjamin. But Benjamin, now. there are no I'm women done. in space marines. There's no women in space. No, there's lots of women in space, but there's no women in space marines. They're all men. Um, so make Why of that, are there no female space marines? Because the process of converting you into a space marine... Because girls are gross, Ben. <laughs> no, hold on. What's the real answer? The process the of... The emperor of God. The God emperor of mankind was like, ew, ew girls. Girls, girls <laughs> ew, cooties. Um, so space marines, Ben, the process of converting a normal human into a space marine takes place at male puberty. That's why, canonically, uh. there are no girls. Anyway, what are we saying? I don't know. So I imagine know. Ben. Imagine Ben. Imagine the, the Space Marines are the best of the best. The best of the best. But imagine Ben if there was a secret shadowy organization who could come the along the, and come along and they could come along to the Space Marines and they could say, Hey, the Space Marines, we've got a special mission. And we need people with special skills and abilities. And we need your best werewolf guy. And then the Space Wolves will be like, we've got the guy you need. That's Gunnar Bukerson. And nice. then he says, you're in. And then he goes off on a mysterious black ship. And he goes and he meets four other Space Marines from different chapters, Ben. And maybe one of them is an effete vampire man who's good with a sniper rifle. And another one <laughs> is, a mo- is a motorbike riding more Mongolian barbarian. And he's like, ah, I've got a sword. I see what you did. You've got your werewolf wolf, loose cannon. And then the leader of the group is a stern and boring Roman legionnaire who turns out to have a dark secret. And that's the Death Watch, Ben. They, oh, they, nice. They recruit the best of the best from Space Marines and then send them on suicide missions to kill aliens. I like it. Very exciting. What kind of, what kind of aliens do they kill? What kind of aliens do you want, Ben? They don't like any of them. Oh, it's just it, suffer not the, the suffer the not the Xenos to live. to live, Ben. Oh, nice. Or to use nice. the Warhammer voice, Ben. Suffer not the alien to live, brother. Brothers, um, you gotta you gotta throw in the brother every now. Michael, that was a delight. Imagine that ben. sounds perfectly silly. Oh yeah, very silly, Ben. No girls, ooh, gross. Ew, gross girls. No, thank you. Mm. No, thank you. Uh, we don't have any girls. We're doing Space Marine stuff. <laughs> Mom, we're doing Space Marine stuff and Janet keeps Spa- trying to come in. Janet, the wannabe Space Marine. I yeah. love it. I love it. Um, I would like to do a comedy now and have one Catherine Han as the first female Space Marine. Catherine Heigl. would be excellent. I would watch that. Catherine Heigl in. I'm going to have that kid. <laughs> um, I'm going to have that Space Marine costume. Uh, Michael, I told you I read the first in the, in the Eisenhower series, didn't I? Oh, did you? Did you like it? Oh, it's very good. It's very good, very isn't good. it? A top recommendation, Michael. We should do a, a pitch, please. Okay, we'll at do some it. Point we'll do, uh, that for, is being made that. into a show, though, isn't it, Ben? Doesn't matter. We'll pitch it better, and then they'll be like, oh, scrap everything we've made so far. Hire these two. Just lads get Mark Strong in. Like, Just get Mark Strong in. That's all you need. Oh, he'd, he'd be a great Eisenhower. Oh, Michael. Michael. Of all the casting decisions. No, that's that not made. me, Ben. That's, um, I believe, Mark Strong voiced Eisenhower in a video game once. 
So I ev- don't care. It's ev- still excellent. Everyone knows Mark Strong would be the perfect Eisenhower. Ben. Yeah. Are there any other special forces teams that were, were worth talking about? No. Okay, I've got one. Benjamin. <laughs> <Go> on. <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. Did you ever watch the television series Spartacus? <laughs> Spartacus. No, I didn't. Did you know you I didn't. Watch it? No. Because you okay. waited for me to be out of the country so that you and Shane could have a little Spartacus special on this very podcast. Yes, Spartacus is brilliant, Ben. Spartacus is one of the greatest <laughs> TV shows of all time. But through the various um like the, the the various tragedies that befell the production, unfortunately. So for example, the death of oh my god, I've forgotten his name. Was it Andrew Whitfield? Spartacus. The the original Spartacus. I can't believe I know. I've forgotten his name. Um so in the first series, Ben, you're introduced to a character called Crixus. Nice. And uh Crixus is the reigning gladiator champion and he's basically unbeatable. Okay. And Spartacus rises up the ranks to be his equal and perhaps even his better. Oh, nice. And they're both trained by the character they call Doctore, which is the, the Latin for teacher, Ben. And is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And his he, his name later turns out to be Onimaeus. And these are, oh, all na- these are all names from historical records of the actual um, gladiator rebellions in oh, ancient nice. Rome. And... I like it. So you have these three characters and they're the three badasses. But then the show has to go on hiatus for a couple of years while oh, they no. figure out what to do about um, about the lead actor getting leukemia and unfortunately dying. And oh, they geez. do a prequel series, Ben, where they introduce the character of Gannicus. Okay. And Gannicus is played by your favourite actor in mine, Dustin Clare. He's from Australia. He's very small. And I love Dustin Clare. Dustin Clare is great. And I have no idea who he is. Gannicus is in his own series brought up to be you know the ultimate gladiator if anything he's even better than Crixus uh, Spartacus, Spartacus and Onimaeus and he's the best guy you ever met but you know his his uh, his series is a fill-in series so he has his little series and then he disappears <laughs> off into the into the wilderness and no longer exists no Ben because later <laughs> on later on in series three of Spartacus when they've escaped from the gladiator schools and they're in the wilderness and they're they're fighting a war against um against Rome basically okay, they're fighting fair. a guerrilla war against Rome and they gather up basically every badass gladiator who they've oh, met yes. over the course oh, yes. of the series and the best episodes ever are where they send this essentially gladiator seal team 6 in to solve a problem and they're so good these episodes they're like <laughs> we need remove cock from hand and set mine to task we need six of the finest gladiators <laughs> to go and destroy this supply depot and then they do a shot and it's like the six heroes from the series is like yes this is gonna be amazing I am changing the podcast motto to remove cock from hand and start recording. Yes. Um, oh, my God, have, that is insane. They have ladies in it, Ben. Oh, uh, good. You're allowed ladies. to have ladies in gladiators. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, they had ladies in gladiator schools. So they had Katrina Law, who you might remember from being in Arrow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. they had, I can't remember the actress's name. It's escaping me, but her character's name was Saxa. And you would remember her, Ben, from being killed in Love and Monsters the other day. Oh, yeah. Remember the blonde, remember the blonde evil Australian lady? 
Yeah, she was she one didn't of do the, too well. She was one of the SEAL, the SEAL Team 6 of Gladiators from the epic <laughs> Gladiator show, Spartacus. What a ridiculous, what a ridiculous idea. It's brilliant, I ben. love it. It's brilliant. You it. have to watch it. It's, it's incredible. Oh, I often think of how many people who are actually in Special Forces watch these things and go, people don't understand this. No, of course they, they don't. Just, <laughs> they just don't get it. I've read Tom ben, Clancy makes too much money. I've read that the most realistic depiction of Special Forces was Eric Bana's character and team in the film Black Hawk Down. I haven't seen it. It's very good, Ben. They just sent them in to silence some machine gun positions and it's very efficient and brutal and oh, okay. um, very methodical. And such a such a... Um, what's the word a contrast to the panicky normal soldiers like Ewan McGregor okay oh mm. I like it mm, very they good very they, interesting they don't succumb to the fear and the panic Michael. no because they're they used don't... to killing people speaking of succumbing to fear and panic ladies and gentlemen I'm sure you're not doing too well after listening to this bloody podcast oh the fear <laughs> um, ladies and gentlemen you can get in touch with us and oh let it's us over know. is it Okay. It's over now, yeah. Okay. Do you not want to We've hear about of, more X-Men or something? We've run out of time, Michael. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> you can get in touch with us in a number of different ways. You can find us on the interwebs at www.shomrabeog.com. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G.com. It means tiny room in Irish. You can also, if you don't fancy that and want to be a bit more new age, find us on the old Instagram. An yeah. Instagram, if you will. Uh, and it's still Shomrabeog. S-E-O-M-R-A-B-E-A-G. Ben, you're supposed to say same spelling and then I say same meaning, more or less. Uh, sorry. Stop You can also find us on Instagram balls. at Shomrabeog. <laughs> same, same spelling. Same meaning, more or less. Whatever. <laughs> more or less. Nailed it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, if we missed anything, do let us know what we missed. If you have any topics that you'd like us to cover in the future, please do let us know. Ladies and gentlemen yes do you find yourself sitting around wondering why you don't have good comics to read oh i find myself doing this all the time um well fear no more because you can go and find our other podcast collecting issues where twice twice a month twice weekly uh we'll pick up a bloody comic we'll give it an old read through and we'll have a read of it and it's a uh, comic book book club a bi-weekly comic book book club and you can find that as well and if you'd like to have a chat with us in real time get up on the discord hop up on there um, go give us a chat and uh, yeah we'll talk to you soon alright bye I suppose unless uh, unless we send a black ops team to get you in the meantime yeah then you won't hear me coming you won't you'll never see me coming because I do it in private ha <laughs> <laughs>